0: I threw a microphone on. And <laughs> Nailing plane. it. You can hear it all right, baby. You know what that means. It's time for record talk. Let's do it.
1: <laughs>
2: you know who <what> you are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty sweet remix you got going on. Right, yeah. <laughs> nicely done. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Very nicely done. Look at you. I'll point.
2: That'll oh, never
1: God. happen again. Rob, Spend do it again.
2: Less. It's impossible.
0: I'll do right now. Are you testing my 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 abilities?
2: That was amazing. Okay. I was in time better before. It was. It's still really cool.
1: <laughs> still good. Still good, man. Yeah, you're becoming quite the little mix master over there. Mix master,
0: Rob. How's man. everyone doing, man? Welcome to Record Talk. White Pony.
1: White Ponies. What's up, Dylan Rachley? Hey, Dylan. Mis- Mr. Rack. How's it going? Hi, everyone. G Rack, <laughs> back
0: with the attack.
1: Oh! Snack. Rob is freestyling. <laughs> Horrifically. <laughs> oh, man. Welcome, so how's everybody man? doing? Doing mm-hmm. well, man. Doing well. I feel like this week is uh, blasting by.
2: I feel the exact opposite. I feel like this week is taking so
1: long. Oh really?
2: <laughs> oh it's just it's brutal at work, it's painful.
1: Oh man, but it stinks.
0: It all feels like I don't know, like this is my favorite day of the week because like it's weird for me because like Mondays, <clears> like <throat> our faces. Well, yeah, honestly, but like Mondays, like is a real busy due day for me. Tuesday the same. Wednesday, my lessons start to get busier, and then this, and then Thursday is my busiest lesson day, and then Friday, it just kind of, but this is like my I don't know, like crosses over. I don't know. I just this is the transition from lots of work to fun to more work to yeah. That doesn't make any sense,
1: but no, that makes perfect yeah, sense. I that got really, you. Yeah, can't well, be that bad. need you get your ladies on the uh, shelf behind you? So you're in good shape. Uh, wait, uh, there it is. I got it. Yes.
2: You remind me that hearing test
1: with my giant headphones and <laughs> Just school. you hear the beep, raise a hand. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I want to go for one of those. I don't know if you can just spontaneously ask for one of those from like
1: an audiologist so I can find out how deaf I am.
0: You can. Yeah, I'm curious. Oh, yeah. can.
1: I'm going I'm to do that. Pretty sure they're a lot more thorough and more advanced now than the whole. The little one. With they it. do them with infants now and infants can't even respond when they're born. So they, they do like a whole test and they're able to tell about, you know, how well they're able to hear or not hear.
0: You know what's really funny? You're talking about those tests. Like, yeah. I can remember what those headphones felt like. They were really yeah. tight on your head. Blamped.
1: There was like a damn vice.
2: Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. how uh, how they used to sterilize them before they went from kid to kid? No. No, I was they like, either.
1: Wait, either. no, they didn't. What are you talking about? <laughs> I like they do stick your to your ear? elementary <laughs> stick. Like, oh, they
0: actually took them out of the trash can and they gave them to us. I said these seem good.
1: Yeah. yeah. It, it
2: looked like some uh like polygraph device from project blue book when i went to do mine it was pretty <laughs> ter- It was just
1: horrifying i'm gonna take you a step further i've been on pay phones yes children there were pay phones um that were cleaner and putting to my ear than the damn headphones in elementary school for sure not to oh, say that man. all pay phones are like that you can come across some pretty gnarly ones in new york city <laughs> really gnarly ones
0: hey guys you know what time it is don't you what time is it rob
1: what's in the o- what's in the o- James got it. The- Here it comes
0: now.
2: What's in the glass? What's in the? What's in the? What's in the? What's in the glass? The- 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 oh,
0: ah! What do we got? <laughs> mind, you guys, <laughs> Brian, you first.
1: Ah oh, man, boring because I got late to the start. So it's this beautiful Contigo bottle of water.
2: Good job man. done. Pretty lame.
1: I was gonna make a cup of tea, but that, that didn't work out. So you know,
2: always next week. Always. What do you got, James?
1: Uh, I made a cocktail of a
2: limeade, Malibu, yeah. and yeah. coconut, coconut cream, cream of coconut, and then I shook the crap out of it and poured it over two ice cubes, and it's delicious.
1: Fantastic! That's right. Awesome you say cocktail. You did say cocktail. Oh, I did. Yeah.
2: <laughs> did I? No, I didn't.
1: right, cocktail.
2: <laughs> got my back. It's all good.
0: All right. I mean, I, I'm not. Sure. I got a glass of water that I'm gonna keep filling up because that is a salty dinner. It's a fancy
1: gonna... glass. What what kind of china is that?
0: This is actually uh, from Amazon. What do they call the Amazon? Um...
2: Amazon Basics.
0: Amazon. Yeah, yeah. I got a pack five thousand of these for twenty dollars, <laughs> and they're compostable. Nice. Compostable. Nice. I'm actually also drinking my coffee from this morning, which is ice cold. Which I double cup because there could be COVID on this cup, but not on my cup. So we're safe as I drink from the cup. <laughs>
1: That's a whole lot of crazy to you unpack know, right there. Welcome, to all, all good. Well. Oh, man. So, what are we yeah. talking about, guys? We are talking about White Pony. Before we do that, I just want to kind of um, just talk, talk a little bit about the uh, the learning process that we got going on with this uh, record talk. So, I mean, for all you guys watching, you know, this has been a learning process. We're on episode 36. And if you watch any of these episodes in, you know, successive order, you can kind of see um, and listen and or watch a later date. Um, you can witness that growth in real time Um, we're constantly conversing off the air and whether it's virtually and through texts and phone calls and just kind of always looking at how to adapt this show and provide ourselves and our fans with the best artist community that we can develop and one of the major goals this year has been you know creating a better organization amongst other goals that we had and um, just always looking forward to how we can create themes and just moving along and and providing the best content we can so you know you know, next week we're going to do our, our nerve songs, uh, in celebration of, uh, that, that funky holiday, Valentine's day, and then, um, going into black history month with an episode for that. But I just want everybody to just bear with us as we kind of develop the show to the best of our ever evolving capabilities. And just really bring you guys some amazing content, but, you know, we all have full-time jobs, we have families and, but we give a hundred percent to this project and we're going to continue to create stellar content. And we always look forward to your guys's comments so we're always looking to grow so keep those comments coming and we're just going to blast ahead rockets firing man and I really just really appreciate you we have we are it's a privilege to have this platform and interact with the audience and it is not lost upon us so we really really appreciate you crate diggers really do. beautifully
0: dead beautiful blah, blah beautifully <laughs> <dead> <laughs> yeah very well said it's true i mean we you know, last episode
1: Brian Stein. <laughs>
0: <laughs> make your microphone louder
1: making the microphone louder
0: there you go um yeah. I mean, that, that's really important. You know, we, we do put a tremendous amount of effort and we talk about this for hours and hours and hours. Sometimes you guys are talking while I'm sleeping and then I wake up to hours of audio messages <laughs> I to the whole ride to work today. And I'm talking to you guys, but you're not answering because you're just talking to each other. <laughs> Three-hour old uh, voice messages, but we have, we have a, we share a note because we all live in different states. Like we're not hanging out together in real life, sadly. So right. there's, you know, the cloud is is our actually our fourth member, and we're just sharing information out there. So, um it's yeah. True,
1: yeah, we're a bunch of Care Bears. Uh, clouds? What? Um, it's a terrible joke. I'd like <laughs> I mean, to think I, I don't wish look fair. like
0: one with this thing on my belly. I mean, I don't know.
2: <laughs> You're Rob <laughs> I mean, School of Music Bear.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. It's uh, true more. though. Me and James, I mean James, you're in you're in Arizona and your time is earlier than us. But I think because of our work schedules, you and I are constantly conversing early in the morning because I have early shifts. So like we're we're almost like on the same time. Like we've never missed a beat in New York,
0: which is insane to me because I'm I'm you know an hour or two ahead of both of you.
1: You've and, always been on Rob' time zone your whole time life. Time. <laughs> There's four of them in case you didn't know. <laughs> but,
0: uh, <laughs> every morning, like, Sam is like, "Who is texting you?" I'm
2: oh, like, "I forgot." <laughs> <laughs> Do not disturb. That's, uh, that's usually my bad. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, nah, I, I
0: mean, it, it's, it's always a treat to listen to. So, yeah, I tell you, we listen. Got, well, I'm sorry.
2: What? I was going to say we got to finish that conversation about Shang Tsung and the monk, but we'll get to that. You guys Johnny <laughs> <phenomenon? Come laughs> not on. yet. No, I, I watched the
1: trailer for it on uh, YouTube and I laughed my ass off. It was wonderful. <laughs> Yeah, can't I wait to watch out. the movie. A, I know nothing about that. I've never even heard of that. That's, and I love that movie. actor too. So I, I don't care. I love kids. Kid movies. Movie.
0: He plays a surf legend named Johnny tsunami. He is just a amazing character. Awesome.
1: I can't wait. <laughs> I cannot he,
0: wait. Or Jack watched it. Yeah, both, both my kids. So <laughs> this album is kind of outside of, uh, outside of our normal realm. I would say, you know, it's, It's interesting because as I was researching and preparing for it, I do like this album and I do like the Deftones and I have a Deftones playlist that if you're in the gym and listen to, I promise you, you Mm -hmm. will hit PRs every day because it's the kind of music that just wants to throw stuff through stuff. Um, But this ventures into when you think Deftones, people think, you know, I guess it would be nice uh, new metal. and, (laughs) and 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 It's not new metal. By any means. And uh, I think James can really explain that in greater detail because this is probably one of your favorite bands. So why don't you take the oh, stage <laughs> and intro? Um,
2: I think that they they had the roots in new metal. If you listen to Adrenaline and what you, I think a lot of people define as that new metal sound, that like really, really heavy uh, driving guitars, drums, and bass with uh, hip hop lyrics, you know, thrown over it, uh, that is Adrenaline in its purest form. Adrenaline probably has a good amount of punk uh, mixed into the music side of it too. Um, around the Fur is a lot heavier instruments, I think. Uh, like the music comes in a lot heavier in terms of just being much more metal, um, but still has the hip-hop elements in the vocals, but also starts to branch off a little bit differently in that <laughs> regard too. And more blast beats. Yes, one. <laughs> and um, White Pony takes it <clears throat> to a completely different pay- place. I think um, Chino becomes much more ambient and much more experimental in uh, the vocal style. Brian and I were talking about it earlier today. And uh, I'm gonna blow up your spot for a minute. I'm sorry, dude. Sure. But uh, he nailed the way that uh, he would describe it. That if they started as new metal, uh, White Pony kind of turned into like art metal yeah. to a degree. There's there's still like some hip hop elements through some of the songs, but uh, for the most part, it's very very ethereal and uh, just much more experimental across the board. They really, they I think during around the fur they acquired Frank Delgado uh, to do uh, like synths and records and things like that and they used him a lot more in white pony to create that like soundscape kind of a thing and uh i think it's awesome for that it's because that's one of my favorite types of music is that like uh, ambient ethereal sound and the deftones were already kind of like on my radar as being this heavy machine and then to hear chino do something that was different from the hip-hop thing and like show this whole other side that he had that he really embraced further on um i thought was incredible that's this album is like quintessential lightning in the bottle for the band because the next album didn't have it and the album before didn't have it. This one is just perfect.
0: I think that this album, um, you know, it, in the in the scope of this band, because there's definitely fantastic songs after this album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel like this was their this is their pet sounds, this is their magnum opus. this is their white album. This is their <clears throat> pinnacle of their creative everything happening, <laughs> flowing. Uh, how do you say his name chi bass player yes he was you know an integral force of what's going on within this record um i just I, it's great i, I just re- i really think it's great despite all the ball busting leading up to it
1: yeah a lot of ball busting yeah it's great it's great to listen to an album to, to see such tremendous growth and i think this album is directly responsible for the greater uh um, audience and fan base that they gained being one factor of this is 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 the content of which they put forth um, to me, it has an experimental element. And that's why I said it's more of like that art rock, art metal. Um, and I think it's recognized for that. I don't think I'm not like coining that. Um, but it's got an experimental element to it, similar to a Pink Floyd-esque approach, but to metal. Um, and it's it, you, I, you hear that influence in it. Not tremendously. It's not like you're like, oh, there you go. That's uh, Dark Side of the Moon. No, it's just their approach things. You, look, you listen to any um, Pink Floyd album and you're like, oh, damn, they're always pushing the envelope. They're always trying to figure out. Different ways to maneuver the soundscape, and that has it through and through. And there's never, there's no fillers on this album at all, at all.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's 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 really really tight from start to finish. Um, there's a bunch of different versions of this album, as yes. as we all discovered. Um, I remember when I first I got it the uh, the first pressing of it uh, on CD. Was the red case? It was the sil. It was the white case with the silver booklet. Okay. Um, and then I remember Rob got his, and there was a song on it that I had never heard before, and that that ended up me. was that your favorite song on the album, or
0: one of my favorite songs, one of my favorite songs. But um, it, get into that in a minute. But that's a, I mean, that should have been there the whole time.
1: Yeah. Oh, it, absolutely. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Having, sure. having
2: that song there, I think, completely changed the dynamic of the album. That um, it went from being like a, a completely standalone work as I instead of that, like kind of like a, a good segue to go from around the fur into a white pony yeah. because it had a little bit more of that edge, but it still kind of went in a slightly different direction to kind of prep you for what was to come next on it.
1: Yeah. Agree. I think uh, Chi, the bass player actually had a great uh, quote that I found he said, um, because they were, they were pressured to kind of release the album sooner as most record companies and, and production crew will do is like, Hey, let's, you know, strike with the iron's heart hot. hot um and they just decided to take their time with this album and she said you know we didn't feel like we had anything to lose so we just made the record that we wanted to make and that shines through and through in this album you know i think if you'd listened to all the noise around you i don't think you would have gotten this album i think you would have gotten something that would have been like around the fur again um i don't think you would have seen this growth i wouldn't have seen this kind of courageous kind of experimentation
0: i think? think that um you know what year is this 99 no,
1: 2000 bro.
0: 2000, yeah. Okay, it's yeah like uh trying to think that's like
1: you're starting to see the height of like new metal you're starting right. to see some of these bands really take motion um and then there's other bands within the metal community like you have tool coming out and you hear tool influence in this um i hear the cure in this i hear in the industrial genre to an extent too and i think lateralis 2000 or
0: 2001 right yeah. around
1: Oh, lateral yeah lateralis is around uh what was that good lord i don't remember
0: well because you know the new metal thing i think it's interesting because everyone thinks new metal okay it's that 2000s but it's really not um, I mean, it's that, a that sound
1: tur- it's a very particular sound people try to <coughs> lump it into a time pocket and it doesn't blow god a, tears <laughs> yeah. wow it looks painful that, i mean
0: it's a sushi just swimming in my belly all vegetables and such
1: and that's my take on it. Like, I, I know some people, to me, new metal is a certain particular sound. It is not defined by a time pocket, you know? And, and mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people do kind of lump that. Like some people will say, new tool is, and I, I disagree wholeheartedly. No, of course not. No. No. Wholeheartedly.
0: I, I think that, well, <clears throat> well, to complete that thought was like, the new metal one i think new metal it's that first corn record that second corn record that first limbiscuit record but by the time 2000 hit you know you're only a couple years away from Screamo and emo becoming a thing, so this is truly a transitional time. But the, the 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 first Disturbed record, all that stuff, like that's that that which also is lumped into new. It's so stupid. Same thing with hair metal. Like these names are so fucking freaking ridiculous. Oh,
2: it's a big blanket. <laughs> like,
0: it's just uh, where was that a second ago? to cough. Come on, I <laughs> did feel it coming.
1: <laughs> i was just feeling- thrown up by you throwing up on yourself. Like, ah.
0: oh, dude, I I'm I'm just finding so hard not to just. Ugh. Um, but I I think like like a younger person listening, you know, these blankets get thrown on things, and we're guilty of it too. We were discussing yeah. a couple of shows back, classic rock, and then and then hair metal, and then grunge. They're all so, there. It's just marketer marketers giving something a name to sell it because this album yeah. doesn't sound like um uh, oh, the second Limp Bizkit record.
2: Uh, significant other.
0: Around the same time as this doesn't sound like that. It doesn't sound like um, follow the leader, which is around this time.
2: So I just like it's funny you say that because I had just looked that up because we were talking about when it was released. If White Ponies 2000, follow the leader was 98.
0: Yeah. Isn't that crazy?
2: That's so like I thought that was like the same year. Yeah, like that, that was almost not competing. No, but that like, makes you know, sense
1: because, like, Family Values that, kicked off in '98. And I remember that. Family uh, going to Family Values. What's up, Tom Pasani, More most post-melodic post melodic hardcore. Yeah, Ooh. for sure. They're, yeah, because there is a very melodic element to this album with these lows and highs and balance really well, too. Not just the production value of it, but the way in which they all work together as a. And this is where you see the true growth is like they sound, at this point in their career, their best. They're working such. Uh, as such such a cohesive unit there is such balance between the lows and highs they create musically as well as sonically with with his voice. Uh the screaming is done well. It's not done too much. He it's truly like an actor taking the stage and trying different things. He wants pain. He brings out that scratchy voice and then he immediately can bring it back to a lot. It is is a perfectly artful album. It's it's great. I've listened to it God I, I don't you just know how many times
0: it. That's good. it's too ethereal to be considered new metal. Exactly. Sure. Yeah 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 yeah, Hi, yeah who said that uh Christina, Christina. Yeah. yeah right on music school out in california guys if you want lessons the other side of the country
1: yeah or, or right good.
0: Side, she's your girl
1: it's so funny james you said ethereal earlier in the show when we started so that's, yeah perfect yeah. it's it's really really ambient and i think
2: one of my favorite things to come mm-hmm. from this album that wasn't a deftones thing was team sleep team sleep mm-hmm. is like super super ridiculous and i owe rob i owe rob for that because um i, I had no idea what was going on <laughs> yes, we'll we'll talk about
1: that pointing? later. He's pointing to you. You're above him. Get it? Oh, oh I get you, it. But right, yeah, well, like, pointing like over a your bunch shoulder going a on bit, here. So yeah,
2: um, but um, I don't, I don't even know who I am. But yeah, like uh, I think if if you enjoyed White Pony for the uh, ethereal elements and like for the more ambient element of it. Uh check out Team Sleep too, because that's sure. a completely yeah. uh completely different experience than Deftones. You don't get the the metal edge of it, but you get all of the ambience and it's really, really cool.
0: Dude, I tell you, like digging back through this, it truly took me back to that like junior senior year of high school, like listening, like that back to school song. Like that I remember being mini maggot that, that character that he's speaking of. I'm cutting class and and just being <clears throat> those things he's discussing, just being a complete schmuck. And, and it just pumped me up. And then, um, you know I, don't know, I don't know if we want to get into, like, our favorite songs on here. but Well, just... let's
1: do it, because I think that's one common thread that we all have. That That's one of my favorite tracks, which, you know, is not necessarily something that everybody knows that song. So, Back to School, Mini Maggot. Uh, you're right, man. It's really summed up the sentiment of the trivialities uh, and trappings of high school. The click atmosphere, and at times yeah. it can feel so suffocating and dangerous. It was he lyrically was perfect. And the aggression that came along with it. And here you get the feel of that new metal sound Cause you have a little bit more of that rapping style approach to his lyrics. Um,
0: when he says and, like sipping vodka, like it's like, yeah, like, like he's punching you with those words. Yeah.
1: And- it's like a rapid fire machine yeah. blast. Um, yeah. And there's remnants, remnants in the song of the previous album. So it's, it's honestly a nice kind of like opener to this album. If you have this iteration of this album, but not many people, you know, do. So it, it's interesting. What could have been, if this was the exact track. Sure. listening.
2: Yeah. And it's, on that note, it's funny because I didn't have the album in that in that order or in that arrangement, even having that song on it in the first place. Right. So the first song on this album, uh, or as I had it, um, what did we 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 talked about the first song or for you guys the second song? I guess. Not um,
0: called Patricia. That is a song by Orgy, but that's what I've called it for twenty-one years. It's
2: Fede Fede Sierra. Fede Sierra. Fede Sierra. Yep, Fede Sierra. That, to me, like, coming off of Around the Fur and expecting them to do something a little bit different, um, I thought that song was an incredible opener. It's, like, yeah. yes. that's, like, a massive, massive, massive assault on a
1: song. It's brutal. Well, there's two singles that came off of this album, which we, sh- we should know, because, and the reason why I bring that up is because of Fata Sierra. So the, the, the two singles were Change and Back to School, but, like, I always felt like this could have been the third single. This was such a high energy i love the energy and how everything kind of drops to the backdrop right and then you just hear the guitars revving up and then chino comes in and explodes as the music explodes back into the forefront too and it's just again it's just balance that they are able to achieve with this album is seen in every damn song and it's it's awesome man and the marriage between the drums and the vocals can we talk about that on that song <laughs> please Holy go for cow. it perfect perfect and that's so i'm gonna say this uh, abe is the secret weapon of of the deftones. I'm not I downplaying agree. any of the other pl- yeah. players, but he is the that no one talks about this gentleman enough. He is a unique sound for this band. Um, he's unique in the sense that bottom's unique. He doesn't always play to the bass player, he'll play to the rhythm section, he'll play to the vocals. And I think that's what makes this a magnificent band and a magnificent album is because of Abe's ability to marry the vocals in this song alone. You're like, what? So if that was your opener, amazing, right? Second track, well, I'm in, you know? It's just awesome. <laughs>
2: On the subject of favorite songs, you guys both said "Back to School." Or- yeah,
1: yeah. That's back my to school, One of my favorite.
0: Elite, elite. Uh, just I could rip the face off the biggest monster with that song in my ears.
1: Yeah, yeah. those would be my top three. So, uh, well, I guess I have four. It's kind of a, it, "Back to School." Passenger. It's the whole album, isn't it? It really is. You know, it's it's hard to pick because it's almost like it plays out like a concept. I know that there's Night not a. Uh, a there's so many. There's so many damn ones. It depends on your mood too. Like I found myself listening to. Uh, we'll get to it a little bit later, but one of the ones that to me is kind of plays out like an interlude. So, mm. you know, I don't know. There's just so many
0: Change is One of my least favorite songs. Am I? Me an too. Ex? Me too. Yeah. It's,
2: it was one of the ones that drew me in because it was the single. So I was like, Oh, it's happening. There's a new album. This is going to be awesome. Right. And then I was like, after getting through the rest of it, it felt like it didn't have as much.
0: I didn't remember it being so far into the album either. Like,
2: yeah,
1: uh, it's, it's I'm almost ready. for it. Second to last song. Well, the only thing I do like about that song is it's, um, to a ha- I like. No, sorry, enjoyed. I missed the joke. What
0: was the joke? She's saying in a passage, I mean, there's knife party, great songs,
1: yes, knife party, yeah. so good. Yeah. Pa- the Passenger, exactly, yeah. Passenger. Oh, i How going I
0: forget that? That's one of my favorites, too,
1: dude. Oh my god, yeah, which we kind of blasted over that, but uh, yeah, how
0: could we leave that out? Hold on, let's let's all right, finish your thought, then we got to just hit on that because oh my god,
1: yeah. Well, I guess we didn't blast it. Oh, yeah, we did change, comes out, yeah, pastor, yeah. So I just like the way, uh, like there's that howling part at the beginning and the samples create this very atmospheric sound. Like you were talking about kind of like this, this very moody album, but Chino echoes this howl toward later toward the end of the song. And it kind of brings everything full circle. It's like a good comedian that could circle back to his jokes. And I love when artists can either circle back to several tracks. You see that in the downward spiral with that overarching theme of that music that you hear in closer that, that, you know, that segue the piano yeah so and you hear it in the, the song the downward spiral and, and elsewhere chino kind of echoes back the beginning howl of that song and it just it really makes it a full so while it may not be my favorite song you have to appreciate the artistry of that of making a the vocalist bringing this all together with the music and making it a full bodied like wine you're like damn this is good Ooh, so it's satisfying it is satisfying so it may not be my favorite but it doesn't leave you not feeling full not satisfied. It just may not be your favorite. Like, no, it's a good wine. I'll finish it. I will not gripe about it. However, damn respect.
2: I wonder if it's not the, if it's not for lack of uh, quality of it. Quality is the wrong word Um, for liking it or disliking it, whatever the case may be. But it's, uh, it's far less energetic than some of the stuff that precedes it. So it's, it's tough to find, I guess, the same space for it because it doesn't hit as hard. It's a lot more pulled back
1: yeah well look what it's look what it's coming up after too passenger which is i mean it's a heavy hitting song in and of itself and then you add maynard from tool to it and you're like what (laughs) (laughs) it's hard to follow that
2: i uh not to get too sidetracked i sent you guys the uh the live show of Haley williams singing maynard's parts i think that was like one of the coolest things ever like i i found out after watching that that this is one of her favorite albums and like the Deftones are one of her favorite bands. It's not her favorite band.
0: Wow. Sucker for that female vocal. And she just, she kills it. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, Maynard doesn't do very many features on other songs, but if you take his work on this record, on the first rage record, like dude, he like brings the fire to whatever he's on.
1: Everything he touches is. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, look at the man's work ethic. You would expect nothing less, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But that was fun. That I love that that track. You should probably post that. Uh, we should post that on on the record yeah, talk right. a video of that because I mean, she it just brings a different element. It's not who's better. It's just wow. Oh yeah, That's really cool to hear that song yeah. across different vocalists. Like I'd like to hear with a different female, a different male vocalist across different genres and different you know art form. It just it's a very unique song. And I didn't realize until uh, much much later um, that most of the lyrics were written by Maynard and that there were gaps left for Chino to fill in later, which. Wow. Yeah, I found that in an interview because I was rereading stuff. And, and it was, he's like, I did the song with Maynard from Tool. Basically, I told him I wanted to create a scenario of being in a car and being taken for a drive when you don't really know what's going on. I want him <laughs> to create a lot of imagery. He wrote the majority of lyrics and left blanks for me to fill in. It seems like you're being held captive, but enjoy what's going on. And that is exactly captured in both the, the, the sonic feel of the song as well as lyrically. You're like, damn. Well done, boys. <laughs> that was incredible.
0: Yeah. yeah. Dude, James, you want to go into the uh, the uh, Elite uh, conversation we were having?
2: <laughs> so Rob and I were talking about the we album. We
0: discovered the fourth dimension, just in case you didn't know.
2: So get ready. So this is this is kind of my thing. I remember the first time I listened to the album. I was in my bedroom, and I was listening through it, and I was like, wow, this is awesome. And Elite came on, and I was like, I know this rhythm from somewhere, and I don't know where it is. And I kept listening to the album over and over and over again for days and weeks on end after it came out. And I was so into it. And one day it hit me. And it had to have been in like the 2000s. So I've been hanging on to this for this long. And I never told anyone. But has anybody watched Mr. Rogers? Of course. Grew up on Mr. Rogers. Are you kidding me? Do you know the theme for the trolley? and then I'm talking to Rob about it and I tell him that I had this like that this revelation all these years ago that the elite the the rhythm section for elite is the th- the trolley theme and he's like well what was your favorite song off of adrenaline engine number
0: 9 now elite to me <laughs> sounds like engine number 9 and an engine is a train like a trolley yeah
1: <laughs> try force <laughs> But, like,
2: I've been hanging on to that nugget, feeling like there would never be a use for it for the rest of my life. <laughs> and
1: oh my God. Here we are,
2: 21 years later, and Elite is the Mr. Rogers trolley theme.
1: <laughs> Holy crap. Now I gotta play those back to back. This is like. I uh, wanted to uh, get you me that, that Pink Floyd, like uh, Pink Floyd playing Dark Side of the Moon with I, uh, Wizard of Oz, yeah. and now I gotta
2: play <laughs> Mr. Rogers. I, I played it for Melissa the other day. I went back and forth, and she was eating yogurt, and she's sitting there, and she goes like this. <laughs> like her, her eyes just like got like doubled in size. She's like, wow,
1: <laughs> that's incredible.
2: Oh, hey, wow. you know
0: what? I just remembered we should be doing. Speaking of Melissa, happy birthday, belated Melissa. Happy belated birthday, Brian. Oh, thank Couple you, days right. Yeah, right on. Right on. Thank 50 you, years old on Monday. Can you believe it? <laughs> I'm only a year behind him. Jeez, Brian, I got to tell you a story real fast. Quick tangent. So, I, I do these cameo things, right? You know they already like you pay the people to to give you wishes. Yep. So I paid Scott Ian to wish you a happy fiftieth birthday. Yeah. And he couldn't do it, and I and they, they refunded my money. But oh, I, mean, I was going to debut it here, and it would have been oh man,
1: Scott Ian.
0: I'm sorry, Scott Ian dropped the ball.
1: It's all good. It's all good. Uh, I still love that man so much. Ah, Scott Ian's the best. Can you imagine happy fiftieth birthday? He doesn't know. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been incredible He's oh, in the joke. he doesn't know it oh yeah, that'd be great for him when i'm 52 because i'm not 50 damn it uh <laughs> well, it was melissa's birthday happy birthday melissa
2: melissa's birthday was this past saturday yeah it's a couple days right? ago. right it was, on it was the six yeah cool very cool great people are made in february correct right. that's what i hear my dad's birthday actually was uh yesterday no okay. kidding well then yeah. happy birthday too
1: absolutely absolutely
2: so there is <laughs> something i want to talk about on this album um and it was brian and i mentioned it briefly today uh earlier this morning um when and it just sleeping. seemed <clears throat> say what while you were sleeping yeah exactly yeah uh, probably when you were still sleeping now that i think about it because it was probably like five thirty-six o'clock in the morning um today's cliff burton's birthday yeah yeah and uh <clears throat> it just seemed so oddly uh Serendipitous. Is Dude, that the word? Dylan
0: Rackley, you win the prize, brother. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no. What did he say? Happy 73rd birthday, Brian. Ah, <laughs> oh, Dylan, I used to like our private DMs. I used to like sharing yeah, things the with you. We dead.
0: Dead. Like, out of the four of us, dead like that's yes, Brian is legit old enough to be your dad. So
2: that's just <laughs> <laughs> but that's good. Oh, Dylan's yeah. in on the ball busting now. Great. Yeah, I like it. I love I love the ball
1: busting. Forty one though. God damn it.
2: <laughs> um but uh we were we were talking about it, it seemed uh, like almost a little serendipitous in like a really sad way, you know. Yeah. Cliff Burton's birthday is today and uh Metallica lost him and Deftones lost Chi. Yeah. Um I going back listening through this, uh the there's like a spaghetti western kind of bass sound in Rx Queen. And every time I get to it, I'm like, oh man, that's such a smart choice and it's so cool. And I feel like uh he's a really he's a big loss, like the the deftones albums that came after his passing had a good energy to them, and some of them i liked more than others some of them i feel like if they were experimental and i didn't get it that might have been part of it i just maybe i just didn't get the point of what they were trying to accomplish at any given time um after him but uh he, he just he brought something really really cool to the band it's it's a really really sad
1: loss it is. It is. It absolutely is. And what what a great way to kind of immortalize them. It's so funny that you said spaghetti western because in my notes here it says RX Queen. Go, more of an industrial feel to it. And then I wrote, I love the way the bass slithers its way into the song and it accompanies Chino's voice so well. It slithers in like a snake in a western. Man, that's so <laughs> great. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> ah, try for so But it's, our little Zelda today.
2: <laughs> it's like Gosh. that. Kind of like a. Uh... Like exploitation film kind of soundtrack kind of spaghetti Western kind of a right. thing that that is it with the bass sound that's like a, probably like a, a cheaper end kind of bass with a, a lot of tremolo on it and mm-hmm. a lot of like mid range. It's a, a very quintessential type of sound for
1: that type of thing. Well, on the topic of Spaghetti Westerns and horrific B-movies, which I no doubt this will be a classic, but uh, I think it was today. But if not, it was definitely this week. Uh, Danzig released his trailer for Death Rider in the House of Vampires. Did you guys watch it? That's a Spaghetti Western horror splatter fest I <laughs> oh, still- man, I see- with Devin Sawa.
0: <laughs> Go ahead, Rob. Well, I saw the uh, the headline and I was like, I don't even need to click on this. I just, I know.
1: Fantastic. Dan- Danny Trejo's in it. Uh, Eli Roth. I mean, it's just going to be. Woo. As
2: soon as I saw Danny Trejo's name, I was like, all right, well, here we go.
1: <laughs> I'm in. It's, you put Danny Trejo in anything, I'm in. It could be a romantic comedy. I don't give a damn. I'm in. Oh, he would be great in a romantic
0: comedy. I mean, in romantic comedy, I'm, I'm first in line. Exactly. <laughs> how could you mess that up? Oh,
1: my God. His epic you, he, chest he's, tattoo.
2: Like, he's like an accidentally funny guy. So can you imagine how funny he would be in a romantic comedy? He'd, huh. he'd be like the star. Of the, even if he was just the comic relief, the movie is a success because of him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: I want him to be like the girl that the dude is going after, like it's or the girl is going after, like he's the one they're trying
1: to catch, and he's like, the love interest. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah but if it's absolutely. like a
2: like a vice versa kind of like body switch thing where he's accidentally the girl and the girl is Danny Trejo? Even
1: better. Thirteen oh, on thirty style, but with Danny. There you go. Like, exactly. Silent.
0: And- <laughs> <laughs> you know, and just another thing on this record that I think is worth you know uh, pointing out or uh, of note. I think that. Uh, uh, forgive me if this is comes across incorrect, though I don't care <laughs> uh. um I feel like this album is where they all are playing their part to their fullest. Yeah. this is an album where the parts create something true and unique where everyone is doing something that if someone else was there, it wouldn't be the same yeah. and like like there's um Swerve City that's after Chi or he's in the coma, but he's not playing on that like I love yeah. that. Yeah, um, I love that record and, and there's stuff later on, but just there's something happening here. You know, Stefan's not playing a nine string guitar and only using the high strings or talking about flat earth or nonsense. Like it's, um, it's just a magical moment in time where a bunch of guys made a great record that I think, you know, you think 21 years ago, I mean, that's, that's.
1: It stands up today. That's a long time today. I,
2: you know, I think, I think what you said uh, a couple couple weeks back, I th- it was Nevermind, that um, you had said you can listen back to 10, and it still sounds like current production. Right. And I think that's kind of the same thing for this, is I it still 10. sounds current. It's, it's really, really pegged uh, in terms of like the, uh, the levels. This is a very, very loud record. Um, and that wasn't really a thing until a couple of years after this became a thing, So that really, really high compression, like punching the board. Yeah. Um,
0: and if you so guys I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, no go ahead. Uh, late last year, a 20th anniversary came out of this, which ironically did not have, um, no, it did not have the, I'm looking at it now, uh, back to school is not on it. So it's the original track order. Yeah. So I don't know what they're trying to do there, but, um, it has a whole second disc full of, uh, remixes and it's, it's some are pretty crap, but some are interesting to hear like these different like electronic takes on these songs because again it's already like i think as christina had said earlier it's ethereal so this like not like dance remixes per se but just electronic uh, yeah you've heard any of it it's definitely worth checking out
1: i've heard a couple some of them are, like you said some of them are just like eh, and some of them are some of them are really good i almost actually tagged one of them on one of the uh, posts we did but i was like ah you know what no i'm gonna put the passenger on there no one i <laughs> okay. anyway, can't go
2: so wrong I mean, with
1: that no, I, 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 just, I also sometimes i'll put my favorite on there and i'm just I, i'm just selfish i'm like I'm, I'm gonna do that uh but other times i'm like well i try to think about the greater audience I'm like well if we, if this will pull some in that doesn't know the deaf tones, i think this is the song the hook that will do that so a lot of times i try to keep the the greater viewpoint in it in mind but sometimes if it's like a band that i'm just like so stoked about i'm like nah i'm doing what i want I'm, not, I'm putting what i want on there i don't care <laughs>
0: hey check this out i don't mean to interrupt you brian
1: yeah i got one more thing to say about this and then we could uh
0: Okay, no, no, you can definitely, I'm just, I'm reading the little blurb here that uh, iTunes provides
1: you with it. Oh, go for it, yeah.
0: And um, White Pony effectively, and I want to give credit to who it's from, but I can't seem to see who the author is, so I apologize for not citing my work.
1: You grovel now.
0: High school all over again.
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Chicken scratch.
0: (laughs) uh, By 2000's White Pony, they had effectively seized the scene, downing in its rays and recklessness, Drowning in its rage and recklessness in a moody, muddy stew of experimental metal, shoegaze, post-hardcore, and ambient noise. So in that blurb, it has the post-hardcore thing Tom said. It has the ethereal ambient thing Christina said. So, I mean, we're all kind of hitting on what this is. The shoegaze element, I think, is important because we left it out. But that's kind of that, like, all the effects and, like, just the washes of sound. Yeah. So it's it's funny because there's a lot of things on here that me in general is not something I would listen to recreationally but it just works together in this perfect, like, you know, melting pot of delicious soup. Ooh, yeah.
1: yeah. I like that. I don't want soup. It's damn it. Like
0: 13 degrees here today. So soup is.
1: Yeah. It's freaking cold, man. Brian
0: starts singing blind melon on cue. <laughs> you start saying, come on.
1: No. Let, you down. <laughs> Let you down.
0: All right. So oh, let's, let's, yeah. Anyone else at closing? You're going to say something. You,
1: yeah, so the, the, the uh, song, it hit me in Streetcarp, the uh, the song Streetcarp. Um, it's at this point, um, I realized that, you know, we, we talked about the connection with Pink Floyd. You know, 30 Seconds of Mars, I don't know how many you guys are familiar with 30 Seconds of Mars, Jared? Yeah, I like their music. Yeah. yeah, I do too. I, I didn't realize it until listening to this again. And I was like, because I just watched a, a live concert by them because I just wanted to see what they were up to recently. And uh, their sound, 30 Seconds of Mars sound, you could hear is clearly influenced by this album. Like, tell me you don't hear this album in specifically their, their album, um, uh, their second album, "Beautiful Lie." Yeah. Um, it's like there's a direct influence there, like both in Jared Little's style of singing, musically, the the, the the kind of the industrial element, kind of like that you know electronic element that they bring to this uh, album full force. And I was like, oh wow, like you can't tell me you're not directly influenced by this band.
2: Yeah, a lot of the production, a lot of the the choices, like the scapes. Very much yeah. so.
0: Yeah. It's great. I think anyone who's a fan of music should give it a taste, give it a try. You know, something that I hope is happening is anyone who's following and following us or following us individually on, on Facebook or, or their YouTube uh, Facebook page or YouTube or Instagram, as we just individually hype this up. We hope that if you're, you know, if you're a fan of the album and you're, you're tuning in, you know, sporadically throughout this to relive it with us. That's awesome. Cause that's what we're doing. But yeah. if you're maybe uh, you know unfamiliar with something we're going to talk about, or or just a little bit younger and it's before your time, because it's easy to forget that 21 years ago, you know, there's a there's a two generations of musicians that this is before they're born, which is don't get yeah. started on that. So please, like, even if you just like dig one of the things on Instagram, you're like, that's cool. Like, check it out. Oh, you know, yeah. you guys, we live in a time where as dirty it is to say, music is free. <laughs> It, it's absurdly accessible go on youtube and just find a playlist and check it out because i yeah. think you'll be pleasantly surprised and then buy the album <laughs> that's All what clear. i always
1: do yeah as soon as i start loving something yeah i'm like i gotta support the artist you know and i, I go buy it you know now sure.
0: if you want to go see them live and hope it's going to be great flip a coin
2: yeah i it can't really argue with that too much i have only seen that for being arguably one of my favorite bands i've only seen them live a handful of times now am i, am I lying I think I might have seen them more than I remember. It's just been so long, it's hard f- for me to remember.
0: First time I saw them was on this tour. It was them in Incubus at right. Rockland or Hammerstein. I borrowed money from Brian Rosenblum to pay for the ticket. I think I paid him back.
2: The first time I saw them was at OzFest, and I saw them, I think, at another OzFest. And then I remember I saw them
1: twice at Hammerstein.
0: Summer Sanitarium, too. They were there. They opened it up.
1: Oh, I don't even know. It. Yeah. Which that was a good find that you uh you sent earlier, Rob, with the uh Metallica covering them. That was, that I, was didn't, I, I didn't get a chance to watch that. And I have to watch that.
0: It's uh it's Kirk playing the riff and Rob singing it. Robert. Yeah. It's weird.
2: It was weird. So it's a it's a recent thing because Rob is in it. Well it, it's when they do that doodle, like they would just do
0: a little jam at every show, like Kirk and, and Robert uh jam, yeah. and uh it's weird. It's weird. It,
1: it is, but I'm Rob happy doesn't... it
0: exists, and I'm happy we get to
2: see it. Sure. Rob, uh, that whole thing that you said, uh, I think it was last week that you got the call from or the, yeah, you got a phone call from Doug Wimbish and you're like, I never thought that would happen. Yeah. Um, oh man, I was going somewhere with this old age. Brian's oh! not turning 51. I am. Yeah, feel like I feel I good. Is it that? Is that what you want to talk No, it was a, that, that's what it was. It was a text from you, a couple, months back that uh it's probably maybe a couple of years back at this point which makes it even more horrifying that uh robert trujillo is in Metallica longer than jason newstead when oh, no, you said like that message. yeah, yeah. a lot
0: that's longer.
2: that's where a i was going years with this. Whew. 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 that's a horrifying thought to me so in my mind i'm like oh it had to be pretty recent because robert's in the band but in the scheme of things i guess that could have been like 10 freaking years ago at this point right jesus
1: time is a fickle thing.
0: I was a, that was that was an auditory swallow. It
1: yeah. really was. It sounded had, rough. You know, You're swallowing a couple of marbles. Jeez. I
2: have hard water in Arizona.
1: It sounded like oh, yeah? rocks. Sam, I am and- sorry. <laughs> water here.
2: <clears throat> Sam. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, um, no! what else are we talking about, guys? Well.
1: I like the guy from uh, The Simpsons. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't put Fred on here again. Once was enough. I got all
0: my new metal ones. I love them.
1: All
0: right, and moving on to our
2: next segment. I think you should leave all those there. I mean, like the shove it one is kind of, mm, but the the disturbed one, that's very useful. It's oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Some oh, of we yeah. keep the excellent one.
2: Excellent.
0: Some of that stuff is just, you can't go wrong with it.
2: No, you cannot. Um. I, I found out, sorry, I'm going to just dislodge this for a second. I found out earlier today, there's a circle K gas station in Tempe, Arizona. That is one of the filming locations for uh bill and Ted's excellent adventure
0: or strange. And, thing. what? Huh? Are strange things afoot? The Circle K. Day. Is that what they say in the movie?
2: Oh, maybe. I, yes. It's been so long for me; I don't remember. Right. But apparently, the gas station has never been updated or changed. The phone booth is still there, and like they, it's like a, a pilgrimage site. So I might oh. just try and find the Circle K in Tempe, and just it's it's
1: literally a half hour away. Oh my god! When yeah. We go and visit. That's definitely something we're going to go see.
2: Absolutely. We're all taking a
1: picture there. We're gonna up, in. apparently, it's in. like
2: a, a pilgrimage thing that everybody goes there on the release date of the uh, first movie
1: right on that's awesome i have not seen the new one yet i have to i have to see that new see one it so we can talk about it please i know yeah i'll, I'll rent it all
0: right Woo! So, wait, we need to uh what's our transition one let's uh let's broaden our minds gentlemen let's broaden our minds i love that I, it, it bothers me because i want to hear the next part of it and I yeah like, oh, i yeah. want
2: to hear the print song yeah
0: um so uh, you know something to discuss i think we were discussing you know we always trying to add other things i think um you know i I read a ton of books i think i think you guys are are you james you got all those things behind you there. some of the books brian i know you're a well-read individual
1: oh there's books all around me i'd show you if my room wasn't a mess in here
0: something i collect um in book format are these sort of these large format coffee table books um and they're like reference books or art books or picture books but i think they're just a great resource to be able to see and touch and feel. You know, you look, I want to see like uh Jimmy Page's guitar, and your friends don't invite you to go see it in New York City. So you have to look it up oh. on Instagram or oh, you have to look at it. In. it
1: right? That stretch. was like I gotta run to this, there. Ah.
0: this book, which is um Jimmy Page anthology, and it's just um just it really was a stretch. Just, look at him. look at him. I'm not stretching, I'm good. Yeah. But just I he can't really show you the pictures, but it's all this stuff. And, and just from his whole history of the career. Oh, wow. Rare pictures and, and guitars and things. It's it's,
2: kind of, huh? Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, it's OK. Is, is it a dedicated like uh, guitar history or it's just like his history through music, through his career, like an autobiography or just like a, a legacy of his guitars kind of a thing?
0: Jimmy Page is sharing hundreds of items from his private collection, including costumes, stage equipment, instruments, memorabilia, that have had a profound impact on uh, rock history. Nice. Very cool. cool. I don't know how far it goes also, but I have this one was just fantastic. I have the Getty Lee bass book, which is really cool. Ooh. I've it's-
2: looked through that one. That was incredible.
0: The Led Zeppelin um, one, if you guys have seen that one. Yes. That's incredible. But then this one, you know, me being an 80s rock guy.
1: Oh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go.
0: I gotta be careful flipping through it because there's lots of boobies in here, but the decade that rocked by oh nice. Wife. So he was just a famous ridiculous photographer, and there's so many unreleased, like oops, pictures. Like there's Ozzy just being ridiculous. Oh whoa! Oh, wow. <clears throat> and there's like stuff that pulls out. Um, hold on,
1: like kind of like a centerfold type of deal. There's centerfold. I mean, come on. Nice. There's that
0: handsome gentleman. Oh, snap. Look at that. So I just love stuff. in like, this, like, it's annoying to me when they're just pictures. But this one has, like, little expert excerpts about, um, you know, where the picture was taken and what was the shoot. Like was Sebastian Bach being a woman.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, so, I mean, Look at that hair. I, I don't care the gender. That's just an attractive... You know, human person. There you go. Yeah, yeah. people well, don't
1: pay for that hair.
0: Stuff like this, man. I, I just think it's so cool, and it's just a great reference. And you can get a lot of this stuff on Amazon. Like this is like a fifty dollars book, but you get it used on Amazon like twenty bucks. Right yeah. Did you really? No, I bought this when it came out because I'm crazy. Oh,
1: but
2: I was gonna say <laughs> I was like, really? hypothetically. Look at the fucking David Lee Rose. It's so cool. Oh That is really awesome. Oh my gosh. Who was the photographer here? Mark Weiss. Mark Weiss.
0: Yeah, hmm. check it out. I'll send you guys. Well, link it up on Amazon. Yeah, now well- we were we we're Amazon affiliates, guys. So if you want anyone to
1: buy anything, just use our affiliate code. Hey, all right. Yeah. Look at you expanding. Yeah, uh, tag that on the um the the, uh, the Facebook page. It's good for people to kind of see that stuff. Yeah, another I form think- of art to appreciate. Some of these photographers, like Danny, um, who does a lot of the pictures with like Blind Melon and, um. Various other bands, I mean, just throughout the the decades, they, just some of those photos. It, Pearl Jam, he works with Pearl Jam a great deal. Mm-hmm. Some of the, the photos they catch those action shots are just magic, just yeah. pure magic. Just
0: a moment in time that you know,
1: but it just, takes a special well, photographer, it takes a special artist, and a special eye for to capture the true energy and and what's going on at a live show, and not just because anybody could take a picture and like I've taken a picture at a live show. I was like, man, it's not the same. It's so the Sam Kennison, Kennison with Tony Catain. Oh my gosh.
0: Oh Jessica Han. Sorry. Sorry. I messed up my 80s sex symbol.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you got stuff like this too, you're gonna to point out too.
1: Yeah, okay. so I just recently, uh for my birthday, my mom sent me this is kind of cool. I love uh I think there's beauty in um like dilapidation, so there's beauty in things that are falling apart. And she got me this thing called Empire State of Decay, discarded New York by Alex. Uh I think it said Galino is how you say her last name um but it, it's cool i love i love history i'm a big history um buff so it, it's got just enough of the uh excerpts or as rob said experts uh in here <laughs> about like different things different abandoned asylums but like it's just got great pictures and again I, I love abandoned places like just some of these these shots of like abandoned places famous places in new york That's you know Is um,
0: yeah in there?
1: what's that what's yeah right? Not Letchworth, I thought toward the end. I thought I thought I saw something that looked just like it Wasn't the name of the um I forget the name of the the asylum that um the mental institution that uh, Geraldo made famous back in the seventies that showed and really changed uh, mental health care, uh, making some changes about the way people are treated. Unfortunately, it has pictures of that place and ugh, you know Bellevue? No. Uh, what was it? Bellevue. Was it Bellevue? Bellevue. Bellevue, right? Yeah, it should be. Right. but I don't know if That's right. I- I don't know if that's right either, um, but yeah I'm, sure and and yeah, I'm sure bad things happened there too. I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> but I love, I love you know New York history too. Just showing the New York love, wearing fun. So it's was, it was a cool book. She's a she's a nice uh, local artist, and she, she captures some really cool. Uni- you know, it's cool. One of the pictures, they go to the Catskill uh, Game Farm. Remember that? I don't know if you guys I grew up going there.
0: That have you seen what that is now?
1: Not now, but in those pictures, I see what it turned into. It's like whoa. One of the pictures is a can. I swear, a Heinz can of macaroni and cheese. I didn't even know that existed. I'm well, a right worth the price of admission right i'm like wow that's where the black mold that you breathe in to take that picture so this is
0: really <laughs> why we're friends i mean if you guys know me remember back in the day what would be my favorite thing to stop if there's one of those blue signs i'll run across seven lanes of traffic i want to know what it says
1: oh god it's so Sometime great
0: i did um, yeah but Catskill game farm i was looking into it recently because i love stuff like that just the whole cat in general like the, we used to play every thanksgiving at a place called honors haven and that's sistered next to the property where a place called the nevely was which is one of those big catskill um
1: yeah you know uh, beautiful area beautiful that, area
0: but it's just in decay it is you could look so anyway catskill game farm someone bought it a couple years ago turned it into a hotel uh where the giraffe uh look it up online we should link up to that too just if anyone cares about that stuff yeah i'm gonna write this down where the uh giraffes they're like habitat they turn into a hotel and you can camp on the ground and like a lot of the structures are still standing but I'm like, wow, what a brilliant way to take nerds like us who are like, ooh, things happened here. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. I
1: love that. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. So I get that. And then uh, I'm going to go back to this one, too. Like, you had got me this box set um, a couple of years back, the White Zombie. It came from New York City uh, vinyl box set. And it comes with this really amazing um, tabletop book. It's just phenomenal. Um, pictures in here and it's got a lot of history so there's a lot of lots to read there's a lot to take in visually like just some killer early so um cool. uh yeah so you get to see like how much thought they put into like the drum kit and how much art i mean art, they were truly an art noise band in new york city uh when they came out but like just just really bold colors that captured the band in, in their heyday and before their heyday rather excuse me but yeah just like just cool like full spread pictures um beautifully written by the, most of the members of the band it, even like some of the past members that most, most people don't even know most <laughs> um this is not, the way not to anything. do a box set so when the band broke up and they released that let sleeping corpse lie bull crap that was hot garbage not worth your time and or money like really uh, didn't hear you what a hundred percent garbage uh it's just basically just go buy the albums they're from because like it didn't offer anything else this did it repressed all the albums fantastic packaging and then you got this monster book that was just like ha yeah so that's the way to do it Numbered two so nice. hot, hot commodity
0: dude there's certain sounds you make out of excitement which I <laughs> we know we're having a good episode and Brian makes that sound <laughs> what's the sound I don't even know <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you off air so I don't want to ruin it but okay. <laughs> modern, genuine raw enthusiasm and it's one of my favorite things in the world
2: so, I, <laughs> so- Couple things that I have, I, I have a whole bunch of these, probably like you guys do. I imagine that I keep rotating on my coffee tables. On my coffee table right now is a, uh, it's like a visual uh, compendium for Ghostbusters one and two. Uh, oh. That's like it's got tons of like, uh, you open it and there's there'll be like a transparency that you put on top of a page and it explains things that are going on in it. What? There's like sticky notes, like post its all throughout the entire thing. Behind the sets, photos that you never would have seen, and like liner notes from Dan Aykroyd's (laughs) (laughs) exactly, like uh, liner notes from Dan Aykroyd's original notes, um, that like he knew a lot about the science that was theoretically going into the films. So like he explained everything, like how a proton pack would work, how a trap would work, how the containment system would work, and like seeing all of this, like like he, how does he know all this? It could be complete crap, but it's really really impressive and it sold me on it like oh that's how you would do that so that's what's on my coffee table right now but wait, uh wait, in here...
0: for one second i apologize yeah yeah i crapped on the girl ghostbuster movie forever i uh, liked it i, I own it know. it was fantastic i, I love had, it I prejudged. I prejudged i apologize continue
2: all right now i'm gonna I watch mean. that yeah watch it it's good
1: it's a it's a different parallel universe I just, yeah. I, it's awesome it's fun it's a good story uh, i every one of those uh females are amazing either comedians or comedic actors um all of them Wiig. way than i thought it would be too. ah it's good and then you have what's his name um chris from who plays thor it's just, it's through and through chris it's a Cox great is. movie i own it we, we found it and it was dirt cheap and i was like oh we're buying this this is i have all the, the ghost but i'm looking forward to the new one that's coming out yeah. i can't wait I for can the new back one back
0: until forever again because of covid man
1: yeah yeah, going back to what you're saying about Dan Aykroyd, he really, I, I forget where, I don't know, one of them was with the Joe Rogan podcast. He was on something else, too. Like, he really does know his stuff. Like, he is such a huge nerd of, like, the occult. Like, his character is the character in that movie. Like, his yeah, character he is, wrote he is in Yeah, like It's very uh, particular why he chose that crystal skull for his drinks because he's yeah, really he big talking. into the whole, yeah, the whole crystal skulls of, the, of, like, the Mayan culture and various other cultures. So, yeah, he's a big-time nerd. Dude, do you, have the, do you have the thing to share with us to see what it looks like? Yeah, where is it? It's in the damn in the it. James I'm sorry. He he if you on. want,
2: I'll go get it. Yeah. All right. Ah. I'll be right back.
1: <laughs> I had a what a buildup. What a build-up. Yeah, back. I'll just carry the show. Let's see. What else do I have for show and tell for you guys here? I don't know. Oh man, I don't have anything in arm's reach. Damn it. Oh, you know what's a funny book, guys? Here you go. The truth about Chuck Norris. There you go. <laughs> 400 facts about the world's greatest human, the unauthorized oh, yeah. parody.
0: There's one any music nerd should. Own. So, this is part of a set. There's this and then a vintage rarities. Look how freaking thick this thing is. And the other one is. Just- wow. Listen to it.
2: <laughs> Your mic and, moved. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, like, it's it's all these incredible musicians talking about the one pedal that meant everything. Oh. Wow. I mean, it's
1: gorgeous. That should have been as flanger right there. That's what that is. Sure is. I was gonna say if that is a giant square book it's a great you know visually that looks it's eye-catching but if if it doesn't fill an entire picture of the petal then oh, that is amazing. a wasted book but that is amazing
2: oh, It's just incredible it's like you could step R- on phase it. are you-
0: this is a distortion plus Steve I talking about it uh, Vernon Reed talking about the the rat just people talking I mean I, I could literally I have to get that read and ingest it. Uh, but get it from the cool. website because if you get it from the website, you get a discount if you buy the box set with the other book, which is like the vintage rare stuff. Anyway, you're let's see Ghostbusters.
2: Yeah. okay. So right? yeah. there it is. Oh yeah. Um I got this for a soundtrack
0: on vinyl, BTW.
2: There's a story with Ray Parker Jr. that he wrote the song the day that they recorded it. He told like everybody at the label and everything, he's like, I got this, I got this, I got this. he had nothing. He wrote this, he wrote the lyrics like on the spot. <laughs> Just, right. like a took whole it bunch from Huey Lewis in the, the news. Unreal, but anyway, so that's the way
0: around, isn't it? Huey Lewis ripped him, didn't he?
1: Mm. Oh, wait, I can't can't remember. So somebody ripped somebody. Uh,
0: Talks about it in the Hired Gun uh, movie, which is fantastic on Prime. So
2: here's something like what I was talking about—that this is a literal. Come on, work with me here. It's like a post-it note stuck to one of the pages. Um, I'd like to try and find one of the pages that has a transparency for you guys. That's so um, cool. There's one I've never of my favorite. Heard of that? I don't know if that was a thing. Neither have I. Yeah, there's this whole section on um how the proton pack works. Oh, like all, like all of the science and all of the technology that would have gone into making it work. There's uh one of, there's the PKE meter. Um, there's this is one of my favorite shots. Or like two of my favorite shots in the book because you don't really get to see it that often. Um, (gasps) a close-up of Gozer. And uh, this picture of her with all the guys, just like a behind-the-scenes photo, I think is amazing.
1: I I love that stuff. And um,
2: I forgot she was in... The actress was in uh, the remake of House on Haunted Hill. She was one of the the dead nurses in one of the uh, the lab rooms. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, if you go back and watch it, you'll be like, oh, that's Gozer. Now that I mentioned it, you'll be like, oh, okay, I got it. Oh,
1: wow. Now, is but, this book um, still in print or is it out of print now?
2: It's So I asked for this specifically um, because there was another book that was in print that had even more detail in it. It, it had the entire script as written with all of the liner notes in it. Um, and this was, that was no longer available. Or if you could find it, it was a couple hundred dollars. Um, this was the next best thing. And it was a whole lot more expensive. Nice. Um, but it's absolutely fantastic. It's really, really great to thumb through, and like any page you open, you'll inevitably find yourself reading, you know, subsequent pages until you have to do something else. Dude, that's but, why uh,
0: I love these type books. Is because like you're not, no one's gonna sit here on the can and just read the whole book. It's not gonna happen. But it's got
2: so much stuff from the real Ghostbusters, uh, real Ghostbusters in it too. I love that. I love it. So so good. Do you guys see Real Ghostbusters is on? Uh, is starting to air on YouTube? The the okay. cartoon. Yeah. It's on Tubi. It was on Tubi for a while, too. They're, I they're starting to air it, I believe, remastered on YouTube for free. Ooh.
0: The best episode of that show was the one where they referenced the movie.
2: I the have toys they favorites. made,
1: the toy line uh, during the 80s for those were cool, like the eyes bugging out, the head, the transforming... Yeah.
0: Remember, like uh, the backer, and he'd bend over, and his back would come up. The
1: foot yeah, front. I mean, yeah. there's just killer. There's some pretty cool toys, but remember Supernaturals with the holograms in the chest and everything. Mm-hmm. There's some pretty killer toys in the '80s, man. And the what I was originally going to show you because
2: that that was on the table, and I that's just that's where it's living for the moment. Um, if anybody knows me, they know I like cars a lot, and there's a, a company called Haynes that makes. Under yes <laughs> but there's a company <laughs> called haynes that makes manuals for every day like if you have a toyota prius and you need to learn how to fix it you buy the haynes manual and it tells you all of the factory notes for how to take that car apart and put it back together and this is a haynes book for the mclaren mp44 race car um that Ayrton Senna drove and it has all of like the history like what happened along the way like what problems they had with it and like what little like zip tie fixes they used to get the car across the finish line during some races and it's uh it's oh, wow. a wonderful, wonderful thing to see. There's so much history in it
1: nice. and uh,
2: just things that I never knew were like a thing. Like, like the things you deal with on your day-to-day basis at your job that you think like, man, I, I bet people that have like great careers don't deal with this crap. Like, there's still some guy that says, I need a new set of gears for this transmission. Well, why? They cost a lot. Like, does are we going to win a race if we give you these? Uh-huh. All right, well, I'll give you $100,000 to make your new gear set. Well, I need $150,000. Well, this is what I can give you until we win a race, that kind of thing. So it's like yeah. seeing people ask for technology and then have to answer for it somehow. It's, it's very, very cool read. Interesting. Very cool, man. Wow, some good
0: books. Oh, this stuff is fun, man. Like, uh, you know, maybe what we can do is we can compile a list and then throw the links for all this stuff. Cause I wanna start doing that, like being able to link people. How hey, you like the record? Buy
1: it, click here, blah, 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 all that. So I wanna start working on yeah. that. Let's, yeah, let's work on that. Yeah, it's see, really there's out. that growth we started the episode with and we're closing out with, man. Just always looking to grow.
0: We're making growth, baby. All right, so what's next week on Harker Talk, boys?
1: Lerve songs. Top five nerve songs. Figured a uh, little ode to the uh, the wacky holiday of Valentine's Day. They could be not just professing love. It could be love lost, uh, unrequainted love. Um, God damn it, I hate love. <laughs> so we're each going to surprise each other with five songs uh, with the theme of being love. Uh and it could be any genre, it could be rock, it could be hip hop, it could be um, classic rock and roll, whatever. It doesn't matter. How are you guys doing on
0: your lists? You got them made up already or no?
1: I have a huge list and I need to chisel it down to five. Cause I figure if we each do five, right, it's about 15 mm-hmm. songs, and we could have our, still have time for our topic. But I think if we did above five, it may not, or do you think, think seven? Great. Yeah. Five. Yeah. yeah right. All right. I have
2: two songs that are vying for the fifth spot and I don't know which one is going to make it through because if I pick one of them, feel like my list takes turn to one direction versus the other
0: that's okay i don't know i only have two uh, songs decided so far i gotta do some work but, i'm willing to bet that
2: all of us robin... are gonna... yeah
0: one of them i think we're all gonna have one so
1: i think okay. so okay
2: yeah, yeah I, I think i'm gonna have one that matches robin and i'll have one that matches you
1: as well dylan says we need to do an instrumental album i got a few so do i me too i have many Oof.
0: Me too. I don't want to be left out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The number of times I've had Rob in my car while I'm listening to like Apex Twin or something like that. He's like, what is this? <laughs> oh, my God.
1: I,
0: but you know what? I feel like that music I would appreciate more now because I have a greater appreciation like for noise and things. Like I've been listening to, uh, there's this guy, Richard Devine. Follow him on Instagram. He just analog synth wizard. And uh, he was on a chat today. Clubhouse was him and Dead Mouse and all these like, the talk, like like, nerdy stuff. But like, if nerdy like was just like the cover, they're on like page seven thousand of (laughs) (laughs) the book. It was like sound is coming at you in giant sheets, and you can't even process the words. (laughs) Oh man! But that's our show, gentlemen, ladies, and boys and girls and everyone. I was going to say cool. (laughs) Um. So. We hope to see you all next week. And thank you so
1: much for tuning in. Yes. Ryan, you got anything you need to plug for this week to plug? Uh, you know what? Me and James were talking about this. I I think you're in this conversation. Uh, you guys should check out, I think it's, who's it by? It's by Panda, Panda, Panda money toys. It's, uh, they make this thing called alternation. There's these toys that we got from, from my, uh, my sons. um, they're like human-animal hybrids, and apparently they come with – like a, it's like a kind of multimedia approach. So these really well-made – I should have brought the toy down – articulated toys, and they come – they have a webisode series on, on YouTube you could watch. I think there's only like a total of 12 minutes worth of them. Um, and they come with this graphic novel-style uh, style comic book, which is really cool. It's just great storyline. I just watched the cartoon with the kids, and I'm like, oh, awesome. So we went down the rabbit hole, and they showed you like uh, how the toys work, and we just discovered – a whole new thing that this toy does that like it changes color in hot water i'm like wait what <laughs> <And I'm> Like, <laughs> wow. guys quick kitchen now let's go <laughs> and we're all losing our mind in the kitchen and it's just like they're cool toys um alternation yeah check them out they're cool nice like i'm gonna share there yeah what's yeah. that yeah. oh you want me to share it yeah sure yeah. it's not in there it's just the box i kept the box but he's like kind of like uh well articulated they all do something fun like the frog will flip uh, my son has the uh, chameleon that changes color because, like in the cartoon, he like could turn invisible because he's a chameleon. Um, but if you put him in the water, it turns clear. And I'm like, oh. and this thing is a highly colored thing, so it's it's cool. It's got a tongue that comes out. The eyes move with the tongue comes out. It's it's phenomenal. Just if, like really well made.
2: If you put it in water, it becomes transparent.
1: Yeah. So it says you know if it gets heat. So if your hands are hot enough, it, it mm. will happen. So everything but his tail will will turn transparent, and his clothes won't. But like his uh, his, his arms, his head. Um, he comes with, like, really cool weapons. Um, it's just fin- They've thought of everything. Each one of them has, like, a special kind of multiple special features, whether it's the, the, the it's accessories awesome. they come with. Yeah, it's cool. Check it out. Good comic That's book, too. freaking sick. Yeah, nice. I love comic books, so.
2: <laughs> you got a plug, James? No. Nothing too crazy this week. All right. I can say if you uh, have a PlayStation 4 and you're suffering with Cyberpunk 2077, put a solid-state hard drive in it. Holy crap.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah? Game Yeah,
2: you can
0: make it in your PlayStation 5. That's cool, too. Well, not everybody
2: can do that, Rob. Oh, sorry.
0: Oh, you have a PlayStation put, 5, Rob? Can I put it in my Xbox series or
2: no? It wouldn't matter. The X, Apparently, it runs the worst on the Xbox series. No, 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 the one PS5 year.
0: is a monster. It's a bummer. Yeah. You can't get them. Like, they're just... So yeah, it's
2: awkward. impossible. I, I checked it out. From going from mine when it had the original hard drive in it to checking it out at uh, Devin's place on his PS5, it's like there are no loading screens. It's... Yeah absolutely preposterous how fast it is
0: it's interesting because like on the ps5 um i play a lot of ps5 games but i have loaded up some of the ps4 games and it's just absurd what it's doing to them whereas like on the xbox series x there aren't any games for it yet so i'm like playing xbox one games on it but it's it's it doesn't feel next gen the way that five does so
2: yeah one day but I, I I hope I'm planning. I'll, I'll probably buy in when they release the the slim versions or the pro versions. Well, because they're gonna have
0: the. You see that they just got the patent on the the buttons on the back of the PS5 controller too. Yeah, Isn't just saw that
2: coming. So yeah, but the the way the controller feels, the triggers and stuff like that. I'm sorry, we completely like went on a tangent. Here. <laughs> but the the triggers, like it, the PS5 genuinely feels like a new experience in gaming. Yeah, it's oh, cool. been playing Call of Duty on it, like different guns. The guns all on. feel different.
0: Insane,
2: <laughs> it's ridiculous.
0: Wow, that's fine. I need to start playing online so I can play against uh, you guys. And then Don't. me and Brian, we're gonna have a uh, it Smash Brothers tournament next weekend, too. Yeah,
1: so. absolutely. Let's do it. Yeah, nice.
0: All
2: right, good. All you right, guys stream that on Twitch.
0: Yeah, no, Rackley, I cannot give you a free PS5 with one year of lessons. I apologize, <laughs> <laughs> but your pedal will be there Friday with your t shirt one of one a limited print that I didn't turn into a full line, so you have a t-shirt. No one has, dude. And oh, if,
2: nice. If the the nut on the low B-string, Dylan, is 764s wide, then you can fit the 80 gauge through it, and you'll be able to tune it to E. Look at that. that was a conversation Dylan and I, Dylan and I were having. Dude, in you, that, Dylan. You, get, you get all this cool yeah.
1: stuff, man.
2: That's right. If, That's it's, right.
1: if it is 764s. <laughs> Here <Sorry>. it goes. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha,